Now, I took John Martinez's sales training with you. And John Martinez teaches, no hate on John, he's got some good training. I mean, he's pretty much repurposed Franklin Covey's training. But uh, John basically tells you do not make an offer until they're ready to make a decision. Freaking no way. There's just That's just not how you do it. Like I'd say no to that because you can't hold back your offer until you feel like someone's ready. Like, obviously, you can get on the phone with them and kind of, like, um, you know, ga- gauge it, gauge the conversation. But if you're only just going to make offers to people that are like, yes, I will sign with you if you give me an offer I like, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. Yo, what up? What's up, guys? <clears throat> What's up, Corey? It's been a while since yes. we've been on the podcast together, hasn't it? Yeah, since before Christmas, right? I think so. You uh, you you had COVID or something, or, or we were on COVID, holiday break. You had COVID. I was out of town. You were out of town. Yep, exactly. I think actually, according to YouTube, like you're not allowed to say COVID or something, like on your videos, or they'll like uh, shut you off. Is that right, Hector? Shoot. Can you bleep that out? Maybe you can't monetize it. Anyway, we're we're far we'll, from we'll long. bleep it out. Anyway, so guys, what's up? It's good to be here with you, and uh, I'm be- trying to be loud and exciting to make you guys uh, to you know not to put you asleep because we got a cool topic today, don't we? Yeah. Okay. So, Investor Thrive Nation, welcome. Uh, it's been a while since we've been together, but Investor Thrive Nation. If you're new to Investor Thrive Nation, uh, it's a group of investors, uh, a company dedicated to helping people not only succeed in their personal lives with mindset and uh, you know lessons on how to improve um, their goal goal setting, but also to improve in real estate. You yeah. know the real estate businesses. So yeah, we love helping people. Want to help them succeed. Help them learn real estate. Learn wholesaling. So check out investorthrive.com. Yeah, free courses on there uh, to learn to help you make money now instead of yeah. later. So um, you know, also like, subscribe, hit the bell icon. It's really helping us. We I started this YouTube channel, or we started this YouTube channel like maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. We're already at a hundred and three subscribers, Climbing. unless someone just unsubscribed. But <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get to that. Uh, Get those plaques, the silver plaque oh, for man. 100K. One day. I mean, I'm trying to get to a million, a million by the end of the, the year. Gold plaque. Yeah, the subscribers. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get there. Who knows? I mean, we got to shoot the aim high. Share this with your friends so we can get the hit that goal. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> what are we talking about today, Corey? What, why would anyone even subscribe? Like, what, what's it, how is this going to help them? So, we wanted to talk a lot about, a little bit about um, kind of the biggest lessons we've learned this year. So, you know, we've been wholesaling for a few years now, and we've had a lot of, a lot of pitfalls. A lot of made a lot of mistakes. Oh yeah, dude. Done a lot of things the wrong way. So, so Corey, want to talk about what what we've learned. So, why would anyone listen to us? Why me and you? Why why offer on homes? Why why do they care about what we got to say? Well, I think we're pretty average people. Oh, right. yeah, we're average, Just bro. like everyone else. We've taken the IQ test from, uh, what is that? Not the IQ test, the Jordan Peterson. Personality test. And, like, we're pretty middle of the range, yeah, right? Depends on the road. personality, right? Middle yeah. of the road. So if you want to learn how to run a business from guys that are average, we're your guys. Yeah. Like, we're not, you know, we didn't, we're not just some savant, some super smart people that, like, the reason why we're successful is because we're freaking smart as like our cues out the super high. Yeah, I mean, we're like most people. We started this business with like little to no experience, right? Zero dollars actually. And no money. 
And so we've made it into a business that, you know, now we have, what, five, six employees? Yeah, we've done over a million dollars, well over a million dollars in assignment fees. Yeah. Not not necessarily flipping properties, but just assignment fees. So if that's a big number to you, great. For us, we don't really know. For for me, it's like, uh, I can do better. Yeah, we feel like... We feel like we've definitely, I won't say underachieved, but yeah, it's really hard we to definitely could do better. It's really hard to enj- like look back and for me at least and be like I'm doing great, right? Because my expectations of myself are so high. Yeah. Um, I think we both we both expected to be at the point where we're making millions a year by this millions. Point. But we've made well over mi- a million, yeah. which is uh, you know that's which over is, a few years. So if you think that's semi Impressive. If you think that's impressive, then listen to what we have to say because we're in the freaking trenches. No one gave I mean, us this business, and we're all on this journey together, right? Like, yeah, we're not trying to impress anybody. We're trying no. to help each other, help others. You know, avoid the pitfalls that we, you know, fell into, and learn from our mistakes. And yeah, like help them reach their goals, just like we want to reach our yeah, goals. Yeah, I would say like we're more than qualified <laughs> to help people that are beginners or people that are are, are trying to learn how to build their business. Um, you know, if you're doing, honestly, I believe if you are in a wholesaling business and you're doing millions and millions of dollars a month or a year, millions, the guy who's actually at the top probably doesn't really even know what's going on. Definitely doesn't. He's got, he's got, he's got it set up the right way. He's got it he, set up the right way. So you can't not, do it by yourself. No, you, not even close. So like, he's definitely got, I mean, we've talked to a handful of guys that are at the top of, you know, multi-million dollar and wholesale <laughs> business and. They don't One of them didn't even know what call rail was. I'm not gonna put his name out there, but <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna put him out there on blast. But I was at one of his events, right? We paid like seven k to go to yeah, one of 7, his seventy five hundred, seventy five hundred to go to his events because we were like newer, so we're like, oh yeah, we'd love to learn. And by the way, learning is constant, right? Like we're yeah. always paying for coaching. But um, I went up to him and I'm like, hey man, what do you use for your mar- like to control like handle all your marketing calls that are coming in? Do you use call rail? And this dude that runs a, a million dollar supposed a million dollar yeah, wholesale supposedly business. like four or five million a year or more he, i was like what what do you use call rail and he's like what's call rail bro call rail is like the most basic tool that's like one of the top five like software softwares for to wholesaling for managing your marketing so when, for wholesaling period like that's a top five so when i heard he didn't know what call rail is i was like i'm like dude this guy does probably has no idea what's going on in his business. He's like so out far of it. He probably has hired a COO or someone to run it, which is great. Like not knocking that. Yeah, that's no, awesome. That's great. That's We're just not there that. yet. I mean, I wish we we could hire someone so we could freaking go make podcasts all day every day. But you know, we only can afford to do it once a week. Yeah, I mean, if if anybody out there is a good COO, is very detail oriented, very conscientious, hit us up. Yeah, like very, uh, yeah, like you said, organized, organized, like orderly. Exactly, like me, me and Corey, like I'm. You could call it visionaries, ideas, ideas. like uh, being creative and yeah, coming up with new ways to do things and speculating, like thinking of better ways to do stuff. But to implement it, that's where I struggle. We've definitely struggled with that. So if you, like I said, if you're watching this, are millions of viewers. Um, and you want to learn how to wholesale, and you you got that mindset, hit us up. Yeah, yeah we'd love we're to talk We're looking for you. someone. Yeah, we're looking for somebody. So anyway, 
Let's get into it, Corey. What have we learned doing over a million in wholesale fees? What do you What do you think the biggest like? If there was one lesson, we'll go into a couple lessons. But for you, if there was one lesson that you have learned from running this business, like what would you say it is? You know, it's an interesting uh, question because I remember when I was first started, someone told me to do this, and it's like come full circle like now again it's making offers for me it's making offers to literally everyone everyone because you don't know their situation they're in if they'll accept it or not you know you don't know that and be so that that's to answer your question making offers to anyone everyone what do you think of that i agree i think there's yeah i think we've gone in and out of making a lot of offers i think on top of that like making the right offer Nailed it. Right. Yeah. So like we've at the expense of like in order to try to get a deal, we've made offers that may work, but we're not sure mm-hmm. instead of making offers that we know would work. And if we get it under contract, then we're confident. Right. And there's no better feeling than getting a house under contract you at know the right price. Yeah. You're like, I'm about this is great. Yeah. So we've the past year, one of our biggest lessons is we've locked up. A lot. Probably 500-plus deals, contracts, right? That was because we went nationwide, though. You got to, like, give them a little yeah, bit so of a... That's nationwide. Like, we obviously we're had a lot... We're brand new to wholesaling. We had a lot of, to learn as far as, like, analyzing deals. Yeah, we're brand new to wholesaling nationwide, like, Knowing a year what to ago. Pay. Yeah. And so, yeah, locked up a bunch and have sold plenty. We've made lots of money selling them, but we've also not been able to sell... The majority. And by the way, we're not just dipping on these f- contracts like the day before we're supposed to close. We're like within our due diligence period, we're telling the sellers like, hey, you know, we're, we're interested and we think we can pay this price. We just need to do a walkthrough. Then we do the walkthrough if it didn't work or, yeah, or we was can't interested. find anybody. We'll cancel it. But yeah, that's a making the right offers. Now, let's kind of dive deeper into that. Cause, so Investor Tribe Nation can learn from our our biggest lesson. Now, I took John Martinez's sales training with you. And John Martinez teaches, no, no slight, no, no hate on John. He's got some good training. I mean, he's pr- pretty much repurposed Franklin Covey's training. But uh, John basically told, tells you do not make an offer until they're ready to make a decision. Freaking no way. There's just, that's just not how you do it. Like, you, you got, I'd say no to that because you can't hold back your offer until you feel like someone's ready. Like, yeah, obviously you can get on the phone with them and kind of like, um, you know, get, gauge it, gauge the conversation. But if you're only just going to make offers to people that are like, yes, I will sign with you if you give me an offer I like, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. And the problem with that is like people don't feel ready until they hear the right number, right? Or until mm-hmm. they hear, hear an offer they like. That's when they feel ready is when they hear and feel that this is the right offer. An offer makes it le- makes it real. Like, yeah. like I, we, the reason why I'm bringing that up, everybody, is I used to, when I was doing the sales, uh, a lot of the sales for our company, I would just, like, you know, make maybe five, six, seven offers a month. And, and it would just be because, hey, man, I talk to people. They're not ready to make a decision. They got a lot of ish in the way. Uh, they're not ready. And so I would make that judgment. And it would, you know, it would be a lot of follow-up, which is fine. But then 
I'd go back and I'd call someone and I'd be like, hey, uh, just following up. Like, are, have, has your daughter moved out or, you know, whatever the situation was where I wasn't going to give my offer yet to lose my leverage. And they'd be like, yeah, I signed with someone else or I already sold already it. sold it. And you're like, what the heck? Like, I would, you, I what felt. the heck? You said you weren't ready. You said you weren't ready. And they're like, oh, well, someone made me an offer and I liked it. And then I'd be like, well, what was the offer? And it was like lower than I was even thinking. Let me give you another situation. There was this house in um, that I actually got under contract in, um, <clears throat> what's it called? Uh, I think it was in Ogden. It was the, the townhouse that we made 30K in a week. The lady had, uh, she told me, like, hey, I'm not ready to make a decision. Um, let me, I got to do some stuff. So this is when I was still holding my offers back, but this worked for me. This is how, somehow how it worked. It could have backfired and I could have lost it. So she, uh, I said, okay, I'll check with you uh, next week. So I check with her the following week, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm already accepting another offer. Someone made me an offer. And I was like, I held back my offer. I was like, well, what did he offer you? Have you signed yet? And she's like, no. Yeah. She's like, he offered me 190 And I was like, would you go with me if I could match that or beat that and maybe pay for your moving costs? And she was like, yeah. But she was literally about to sign without yeah, telling me. You just got me. lucky that you fit I, the right timing. Extremely lucky. She was about to sign that day if I didn't do my follow-up. She forgot about me. She, she, I wasn't a real person. I was just another yeah, I yapper. I don't care about you. She, she didn't care about me. I was just another yapper on the phone, and some guy made her low off, like an offer that made sense, a lower offer, and she was ready to go. But I caught her at the right time, beat his offer. She went with me. Now, you know, the amount of people that you hold back your offers from and the amount of people you could get by just making an offer that makes sense, you know, presenting it in the right way, Gonna, I also think hold, <coughs> holding back your offer makes you, like, when you have the right person on the phone, like, if you don't make offers to everyone, like, it, you, like, you are more likely to, like, not make the right offer. Does that make sense? Go explain so like, a little bit more. So, like, if we hold back our offers and we make less offers, like, I'm more likely to be, like, Yo, I need this one to work out. Okay. I'm having this, a ton of them out there. I need this seller to like say yes to my offer. Otherwise, what deals are we gonna have? Yeah. So like, if I don't make offers to everyone, the few offers I do make, I need some of them to say yes. So I'm more likely to compromise on my price and come up to something that I think they'll accept rather than making the right offer. And as you know, that's bit us in the butt for the last. Yeah. And, and another thing is, like, if I'm selling my house and someone doesn't want to give me their number, I don't want to talk to that person. I get kind of offended. Like, I've had this happen before. I'm talking to a seller, and they're like, just give me an offer. And I'm like, well, I just want to make sure you're ready. Like, because I play it smooth. I'm, I'm better at it. But you can still, still they get frustrated. Like, dude, I'm talking to five people. I just want a number. And you're like, well, tell me why you're selling. And they're like, you don't get it. I'm trying to sell this house. Just give me your number. And... With the John trading, you're like, well, let me see if I can get on this dude on another level. Some people, sometimes people don't want to get on any level with you. They just want yeah. an offer. They just want numbers. It, it's it's interesting. I I, tr I I haven't really thought about it that much because I have, uh, you know, we usually wholesale. We didn't have a lot of houses that we were trying to sell and get offers on. Like, for example, we're flipping three properties right now. All I care about on that house that's listed on the MLS that we, you know, we flipped is what offers have come in? Like, what's legit? Not, yeah. hey, how many agents have called you? Um, and Trying to empathize with me. Yeah, or, or like trying to ask me the situation. If you're asking me questions, I think you're trying to lowball me. That's what I think. 
if you call me and if you're you like call me and ask me why am i selling even any item right if i'm if i'm selling my laptop and someone hits me up why are you selling this like, why? why it's do you like they're know looking that, for a reason to get it lower. Yeah, like we told you in one of the videos, we sell a lot. We're starting to sell a lot of junk out of the flips that we buy to make money. And I was selling this grill, you know, or something like a blender. Or just just say any item. And some guys like asking me a ton of questions about it. I'm like, dude, don't ask me another question. Come and get it because I got five other people that are just willing to buy it. Like I don't want to answer your questions. It's, I mean, think of how annoying that is. <clears throat> Yeah. That's annoying. No, I mean, if I'm selling something, just tell me what you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Now, I understand when buying a house, it's a little bit bigger of a, you know, bigger of a problem. I'm surprised like, more sellers have patience with us, though. Yeah. I mean, if it... So, right now, we just make... If people aren't answering the phones on leads that come, we just make them an offer, right? And it's yeah. the response rates are way, way better than just, like... Hey, when is a good time I can hop on the phone with you and chat with you? Most people don't want to chat at all. I think that's why, like, the texting offers has worked a lot. Yeah. Um, so full circle, dude, sales is important. It does help you get deals and, like, negotiating all that stuff. But just know a lot of people do not want to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, it's definitely about reading the situation, right? Yeah. <coughs> Some people, yeah, they might need, like, a, you know, a friend or you know, someone to hold their hand. Yeah. Other people are going to be like, yo, just give me the numbers. Yeah. And we've had a lot of situations where we've helped people, like, out of their situation or help um, out of, like, you know, a complicated process. Like, I guess their property could be have some title issues and we've gotten the deal done. So I think <clears throat> we're not saying don't get on the phone, right? Yeah. Get on the phone as much as you yeah. can. But holding back your offer, it could fire some people up. You know, again... We have we're selling three properties, and we just when we talk to the agent, we don't want to say like, "Hey, what conversations have you had?" We just say, "Well, okay, what offers have come through, and who's ready to put down earnest money?" Who's got my money? Who's got my money? So, so that's a, that's definitely a top lesson we've learned. Um, a le- another lesson for me that I've kind of yeah come to realize lately is ha- not only having the right. Everyone talks about having the right people, right? But I think also, like, you need the right systems and processes in place, which sounds obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But when you, like, look at your business, it's not so obvious what the right systems and processes or the right activities, are. Or, yeah. yeah, like, what is wrong with your systems and processes. But getting the right systems and processes in place so you can get the right people to run those systems mm-hmm. and to be, you know, responsible for the results that that process produces is crucial. Yeah, you're talking like job roles, right? Yeah. Like not just marketing and sales and dispositions, yeah. but like having the processes within those that are get the job yeah, done. Yeah, that work, right? That produce a predictable like business result. So like for example, like we've been struggling to sell deals, mm-hmm. some of these deals, right? Mainly because Part, they're partly because they're too high. We made too high of offers. But also partly because we don't have the right systems and processes in place. And we have two dispo guys who are actually, like, really talented, really good, mm-hmm. and could crush it, but, like, we haven't given them, I don't think, a very good process to sell the deals. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and we're kind of like, hey, you take responsibility for your role. You take you take charge. Figure it out, right? 
And yeah, it just hasn't worked. I wish that was the case. Like, like I wish you could just tell people it's kind of like figure it out. Our, my mindset was like, hey, they should take ownership over it. But I really think what they take ownership over is like the result that that process produces, mm-hmm. right? But it needs to be there needs to be a process in place for them to like to work at, to implement and to like perform, I guess, right? So let's explain why it's a difficult dispositions is a difficult process. If you're in one local market where you can make relationships with buyers, you know areas extremely well, that's that process, that system is not that difficult. It's the nationwide process of getting a deal almost in a new city, a new area every time. We have no buyers. We have no buyers, and you have to pretty much start from scratch. You got to pull lists, skip trace them, text them, cold call them, email them, get on the phone with people that don't know who you are. Um, that process is a ar- arduous, if that was the right word. It's a long process. It, it can take some time. It's difficult. Um, I don't think there's that many nationwide whole s- disposition companies that exist that have mastered it. Maybe yeah. within their companies, they're okay. But like, if it, if it was something that could be solved, somebody would have done it already. Like, I'm not saying it can't be solved, but it's it's not easy. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, we've tried to sell hundreds of deals and yeah it's been a battle so but if you can create the right and obviously like our system and process that we have for selling deals is like 10 times better now than it was six months ago yeah it's we sell deals right not not to get yeah we sell plenty of deals but we want to sell more deals on almost every deal and be able to sell most of the deals we have yeah so there's definitely deals that we didn't sell that we probably even had at the right price but we just couldn't get a buyer for it yeah which is a lot of it is relationship based that's why i tell people that want to go nationwide it's it's not as easy as you you think because you have to do build relationships pretty much every new place you go and you yeah, every once in a while we have a deal where we're we don't have a buyer but then we hit up a local wholesaler and they s- get it sold for us right yeah, like, for example, the one in Colorado that we had in Littleton. Yeah. Um, it was a 50K wholesale deal that we had got that we're going to get zero because we needed someone. We didn't have the right relationship with the buyer to take on the problem. There was a tenant inside. It was a, almost a million-dollar property, and we were reaching out to people, and they're like, I'm not going to take on this problem. I don't know these people. But the guy that we sold it to, he's like – We had a relationship We had a relationship with him. Right? With him. So r- don't, don't forget how important relationships are in this business but um going back to what you said the processes and systems within the the company are extremely important that's why sean terry sells a lot of deals through real estate realtors right real estate agents because the real estate agent has that relationship with the buyer already right and they can say hey look at this because i i think about this all the time my phone i get notifications from t-mobile like trying to give me free stuff burger king whatever Everything's fighting for your attention. Social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, your phone, your kids, your wife, your family. Everything's fighting for your attention. And and then you, on top of that, you get a random text from a guy like me that you've never heard of saying, I got a deal. I got a deal. And you're like, okay, I'm getting distracted by everything. And now I, you know, should I take my time to look at this? Why would they take the time to look at that deal, right? Unless something catches their eye, like it's super discounted. Catches their eye or it's already top of mind. Yeah. But, like, 
Yeah, like that's the one hard part about dispo is like at what like what is the reason why you're not selling your deals? Is it because you're not like the texts aren't going through, mm-hmm. the emails aren't going through, right? Or is it because the text wasn't interesting enough? Or was it because the person just yeah doesn't trust you? I, think I mean, there's so many reasons. I think you can eliminate the factor that it's not low enough pretty quickly by just getting on the phone with some people, right? Just ask them. You mean if it's not a good enough deal? Yeah, if it's not, you didn't yeah. get it low enough. But if you're getting no juice on it, like nothing, then you need to get on the phone after sending all that crap out, the, the marketing, and uh, find out. And yeah. I think that's like, because we've tried so many deals all at once, like we, a, a lot of that, what I'm saying, get on the phone and find out, wasn't getting done. Yeah. Should have gotten done. Yeah. No, and that's that's a part of the process now is we have so our just to let you guys know our dispo process now is day one, like we get all the info we need on the deal, underwrite it, make sure everything's good. Day two, we blast it out on text and Facebook and email, and then day three we respond. Day two and three we respond. Then day four, if we don't have anything, we start calling agents on it good process and then day five you know we either are trying to set up showings <coughs> or we're canceling the deal now i think where a, a lot of that process got jacked up was throwing in 10 contracts that were subpar and just saying hey guys get it done figure it out but now we have an underwriting process that's pretty good right you've been yeah. working on that um again nothing feels better than getting a bona fide deal yeah, so like since we what was, we made the decision, what, like two weeks ago mm-hmm. that we're going to start only uh, trying good deals that under, we believe are deals. Yeah, not, not like underwriting stuff. Them. Right. We've, this is how great it's been. So we've had, we've had like three or four contracts. Um, two of them we've been able to like assign almost immediately with like almost no work. And then a third one we assigned through doing our process. And then we're looking, you know, we're trying to find buyers for these other ones. We might be a little too high, but um, that's just for, like, you know, random reasons in the area. It's not because yeah, tenant, it didn't tenant seem like a deal. Yeah, ten, like, one of the deals is, like, a hostile tenant. So, like, we have it at f- 58000 60000 48 or whatever. Yeah, and the buyer, most of the buyers are like, yo, if I got to take care of this, like, I'm going to need it for thirty five forty. Yeah, because it's a problem. Yeah, because it's a big problem, right? So... That's and that's that's gonna happen, right? But we're close on that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he might not even uh, he might even understand, <coughs> you know, if we we go back and we have someone that's interested, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we got Investors Live Nation to break it down for you. Number one lesson we've learned uh, after doing millions, millions, or over a million, we haven't done millions yet, million in wholesale fees, make offers to everybody, right? And we're not saying to, to lackadaisically. Or do is that yeah, not just shoot out an offer? Don't just shoot out. That won't work. If you just if you're cold calling the phone book and saying, "Hey, is this Joe? Yes, yeah, Joe. What do you want? I'll give you a hundred thousand for your house." He'd be like, "What? It's not gonna work." You have to send do a letter of intent. You have to send it off in the right way. You got to get try to get them on the phone. If they don't answer, you want you know, prepare, send the, the offer in the right way with a range. Um, yeah, we have different. We definitely have a system set up for doing it the right way. But, yeah, cold calling the phone book, uh, 
It's not texting yeah, random people. Yeah, just randomly people. blasting out offers. Ain't going to work. Like, the range only gets the conversation start. Like, we send out – so a lead comes in. We send out a range. And all we're trying to do is get the conversation started. Mm-hmm. Right? Get them on the phone. See if they're serious. Because that's going to work way better than, them. hey, you want to talk? Or yeah, like, hey, when's a good time to chat about your house? How about this? Like, t- how about this text? Hey, you up? <laughs> so, like, this is like to help initiate the conversation, so that we can set up a time. And it also gets rid, like, when you send out offers, it gets rid of the people that aren't serious about selling too, right? Yeah. Like, if they're not serious about selling right now, like, that's fine. We'll follow up with you in the future, but like, we don't want to spend our time on the phone with you if you're not serious. I love it, dude. So, like, we do that, send out the preliminary offer. Then we set up a virtual walkthrough where we get to see the house. Or we go in person if it's here. Or we go in person. Because to really help the underwriting process, we need to gauge repairs a lot better. Yeah, we Before now, we have not done at all. At all, you just offer a low price. And they're like, like, why are you offering me so low? And you're like, because that's where I need Your house probably sucks. (laughs) Your house probably sucks. It doesn't. It's fully remodeled. Like. But, uh, hey, that's right. what I need to get it to get it done. So, yeah, so then <coughs> after we do the virtual walkthrough, we do what's called the two-touch method, right, where we basically, like, the acquisitions guy and the seller are on a team against the underwriter, right? And so the acquisition guy tries to fight to get the highest price, and the acquisition guy comes back to me, and I have to approve the price, and... You know, we basically try to negotiate a deal. Yeah. So that was making offers to everyone. Second one, process, having the right processes and systems. Now, that's probably the hardest part in being a business owner is making sure everyone's doing the right activities. <clears throat> if yeah, you read the book. It's always changing, right? Yeah. If you read the book, Four Disciplines of Execution, it talks about the whirlwind. I think most businesses are in the whirlwind, you know, e- including us. Like, even today, I was stuck in the whirlwind. You were. I don't know about you, but I was stuck in the whirlwind. And I think our guys, even though they have specific tasks and process, like in like process and systems in their job, they get stuck in the whirlwind. They're like, you know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to talk to, um, you know, maybe text this person back and forth, even though they're not interested, than me get on that phone. You know. Yeah, yeah. And now that's why everyone's got to stay, you know, to uh, their stay to their hit their numbers. But anyway, so that's the. I guess those are two things that are huge. Now we, we don't want to take this too long. Um, this is just obviously easy and everyone should know if you have, if you don't have leads, good luck. You yeah, don't have a leads, business. Leads are the lifeblood. Yeah. So get leads. Any, <clears throat> and people ask us like what works? Everybody's doing something different. Some guys got commercials. We've, we, we've tried everything. And what my answer to you to get leads is you got to do it all. Yeah. And so what a, just to clarify what a lead is, a lead is someone who wants to sell a house, right? So we're trying to get people, we're trying to find, when we're trying to generate leads, produce leads, we're trying to find people that want to sell a house. A lead is not someone that's on a list that you skip trace. That's not a lead. That's not a lead. That's just a name with a phone number that you that hope could has be interested is motivation, in selling, right? Yeah. So anyone's like, oh, this is a fire list. Man, you don't know what's on that list. You're getting lucky. Yeah, I mean, you obviously want to hit targeted lists in the hopes that it's easier to find leads. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they want to sell. So someone who wants to sell on buyers, it's someone who's, you know, interested in buying a deal. You know, those are leads. But if you don't have seller leads, so you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing. So 
three things we've learned that are huge in our business are making offers to everyone the right way, processes and systems, and you have to continuously get leads monthly. It's crucial. And if you don't have leads, like someone selling their house on the MLS, that's a lead. It's a lead. Offer, yeah, uh, for sale by owner is a lead. Yeah, you um, can go make them offers. Technically, you could even look at it as other wholesalers as leads, them yeah. putting out their deals. So with our coaching program, you know, I don't tell – it depends where you are and, you know, the process of, like, how far you're along in learning. But I don't tell people, like, immediately get your marketing system set up and start paying money when you're not even ready to, to, to even underwrite deals or even know what a deal is. Like, I would say first thing I would have a brand-new student do is – Let's teach you to make offers on the MLS, make connections, look at wholesalers' deals, JV. Do that so you understand what a deal is in your market before you start paying all this money. Like when we first started, we were just throwing money. We've always, I mean, even through this, this our whole experience, we throw money. Yeah. Just, you know, crossing your fingers. But really, at least now we know if anything comes across, like what a deal is. But if you're brand new, there's ways to get deals without spending money. It's Yes, it's a lot of work. You have to make a lot of offers. But... Better than just wasting money immediately. I think learning, the first step anybody should take is, like, learning what a deal is. Like, learning how to underwrite deals and analyze deals. Because if you know what it is, that helps you know what to offer. Right. And if you know what to offer, like, you're going to be able to sell a deal. Like, a lot of times, like, the way I look at it now is, like, hey, if if I lived in this area and had the cash available, like, would I want to buy this deal? That's why we're taking down so much stuff in Utah because we know it so well. And we're like, hey, why would I wholesale this thing when I can just throw on the MLS and I know someone's going to, you know, wants it. Because so. there's not a lot of buyers who are going to buy something that, like, we wouldn't want to invest in, right, if we were in their situation. Right, yeah. So, like, looking at it from the investor's eyes, because that's who your customer is, right? Like, they, the investor has your money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, wholesaling is just – you need to bring them value. <clears throat> Wholesaling is just an exit strategy, but I don't even think it's the best strategy. Yeah, it just depends, right? It depends. Like, if we had millions of millions of dollars that we had from private lenders or our own, I would probably just take everything down. Yeah, I mean, with the way the market is right now, yeah. It depends on the area, right? Like, um, So anyway, we've talked about... Making offers. Making offers. That work. Processes and systems in your business. Avoid the whirlwind and leads. <clears throat> now we're we've kind of hit our time, but what's one thing, Corey, you can say from our experience that you've learned not to do? Well, there, we have a couple stories. One's fresh today, so <clears throat> that one probably hurts the most right now. You want to tell? Yeah, but and it also is one that we haven't like. It's not over yet. Yeah, we haven't solved well, yet. Let me let me before you go into that we'll say don't buy a house in California. With the squatter inside, because it's going to be hard to get them out. Yeah. They, have, they technically have rights over there. Yeah, we, we can tell you this another time, but we bought a house. We closed on it. We didn't know there was a squatter in there. We found out when we were trying to sell it, we found out that there was. The buyer's like, I ain't buying that with the squatter. You got to get them out. So we asked them to get out, and the guy said, yeah, for $3,000 and give me 30 days to vacate the, vac- the property. So me and Corey flew down there and kicked his A. We got his A out of there. We yeah. were like, if you're, you ain't holding up this transaction, we're, you're getting we had, out. We had too much on the line. So we got in there, got, his, got the squatter out, police got involved. It was crazy. We got lucky. But we'll tell you that for another time. But do not buy a property in California with a squatter. Try to get them out before you close. Yeah. 
and obviously the lesson we learned this very day, this morning, was you got to really verify and vet before you send someone earnest money, right? Yes. So. <clears throat> you want to elaborate kind of a, on that? I'll, I'll give you a sh- the short version because I don't want to take forever, but we have a deal. It's trying to, we're trying to get it through probate. She said she needs, it's a great deal. I mean, I'm talking like six figures easy. And she, she owns, she, she is married. She was, she is married to the guy who owned it. Well, was married. He passed away. So she has to go through probate. She has to go through probate. We got her under contract. We have her under contract. And, and and we said, Hey, she, she, she's going through some hard times. So she's asked for some money and we were like, Okay, have you already started the probate process? She's like, yes, here's my attorney. So so we call the attorney, and she hasn't, like, deceived us up to this point at all, other than, like, she just doesn't answer a lot. But I've heard her, too. She, always, sounds, she sounds she nice. She sounds nice. Yeah. yeah, we've got a hold of her. We're friends with times. her on Facebook. Our acquisition guy is friends with her on Facebook, Instagram. So we're like, okay, there's no reason she wouldn't. Yeah, we've got a hold of her plenty of times, and... So yeah, I mean, she we called her lawyer. She's like, he's like, he answers the phone. He's like, yes, I'm. Probate should be finished on Friday. It was like Tuesday. And uh, Jake asked her a couple more, him a couple more questions. Seemed legit. And then the next day, I woke up in like cold sweat, a nervous, nervous sweat. Like, yo, the, I just, I just like, we didn't verify enough, like. Looking back, and you you PayPal'd her, yeah, and I had PayPal'd her, sent it through PayPal. How much? Twenty five hundred bucks, okay. and we're we're like, luckily we didn't send it all at once, right? Yes. Which I like, obviously never do it, but um, we're supposed to pay her this week again. Another, I don't remember fifteen hundred, whatever or something. So we're trying to get a hold of her again, just be like, hey, to Fisher, be like, hey, um, before that, like. So now we found out, like, we called the office that of the law office of the lawyer that she gave us, That's she, and she, he's like, we don't do probate. So, so one thing that you didn't do, which which we, we should have done before we sent the money, called the attorney's office, not the attorney, but the office, and be like, hey, do you guys are you actually handling this case? Which is kind of what we. That's what we assumed we did when we talked to the lawyer, right? You thought, but you we called the cell phone directly. Lawyer, yeah. So. That's where we slipped up. Is so not who verifying. you had called, it was probably not the attorney. Well, yeah, Jake skip traced the the phone number, and it's a guy named Carlos. Reverse looked up, and some guy named Carlos, which you know <laughs> that could be wrong, right? For all we know. So, so you learn never send a seller earnest money up front unless it's tidied up at Honestly, title. Yeah, like title's huge, right? Like. We couldn't. We could have sent her money, and she could like be answering us and like not trying to snake us, and it still could never work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not. She's not even on title yet. Yeah. So like, we're taking if, it. We're gambling. What if she didn't really have the legal rights, but she thought she did? Right. Like, so instead of doing that, we should have just paid for the probate process and just done it well, for she, her. No. So she said that the probate attorney was willing to do the work and then get paid at when the the house closed. So she wasn't asking money for probate. She was asking money to survive. Yeah, but even then, it'd be better if, like, we were in charge of the probate process. Agreed. So we screwed up, 
and we just need to uh, you need to learn yeah, from so our experience. Yeah, verify, no, verify, verify, double, triple. We thought we verified, but if we would have double, triple verified, we would have been fine. Now, I don't think it's completely done for. Like we still have our no, email, we're phone. We're gonna f- we're gonna figure it out. We don't we don't lose out on yeah. that kind of money without figuring it out. Like we don't we, get, we don't get clouded the title. We clouded we we clouded the title. It says we own it somehow. On we've, prop stream. Yeah, we've been in situations like this. We figure it out. And that's kind of what. That's another lesson. <laughs> don't ever quit. Because you can figure it out, bro. Let me tell you something. If you if you're a quitter, don't even try this business because you're gonna get rocked. Yeah, like with the squatter. If we would have just quit, like seemingly like there's no solution, right? Yeah, he didn't want to get out. He wanted three grand in thirty days to vacate, like he was a freaking tenant. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> let me give yeah. a shout out to Jerry Norton because I know he watches this stuff because we enjoy Jerry tight. Jerry said. If you haven't been sued in real estate yet, you ain't you ain't doing enough. Cause that's just what happened. I mean, not saying that he's been sued a ton. He's just saying that it's 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 aggressive. It's an aggressive business, dude. People well, lie. I mean, it's the most expensive purchase of most people's lives. Like a lot yeah. of money on the line, right? Sellers lie. People aren't honest, unfortunately. Squatters don't leave properties that they don't aren't even supposed to be in. It's a crazy. It's Another a wild wild west us, out you here. Taught us about the dip. The great dip. dip. Yeah, the dip. Before you can get to any level of success, you have to go through a dip. And I feel like we've been in a, I feel like we've been in a long dip, brother. But hey, the bigger the dip, the bigger the success. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you have to enjoy your your successes along the way. We we've done great. We're we're yeah. good. We're learning a ton, and we're sharing it with you guys. Now I don't know. We're about to wrap it up, wrap it up, investor type nation. But I don't know if you'd rather be learning from guys watching videos from guys that have made it that like don't really know what's going on in their business or, or guys that are literally in the business and learning. I would probably just try to keep it real <coughs> too. Like, I mean, we could, we could portray things in a positive light only to make us look, you know, better than it really is. But yeah, we were talking are, about things are difficult as well too. Like, yeah. And I think social media last thing we'll wrap it up with is be careful with social media. Like what, other gurus coaches are portraying that like their life is so great yeah, it, I mean, we could we could go rent a lamborghini throw on a a turtleneck and a blazer and <laughs> look like we're, we made it but exactly bro but instead of rocking the jazz the jazz jack from the di because i like the jazz i like it so the the thing is we're real and i don't know if people <laughs> people don't always want real they want they want flashy and we're you know we're doing well um but don't let the social media, <coughs> don't let it fool you, bro. I, I look, I'm a, I'm a, I fall victim to looking at social media and comparing my life and saying, oh, their marriage looks good, or hey, their business looks awesome, or that dude's loaded. And then you find out behind the, the deep dark curtain or whatever you want to call it that thi- things aren't always what it seems. So don't yeah, compare. I mean, look at look at Jerry. He's not that flashy. Yeah, Jerry's he probably the man. makes he probably makes more than. Most of those wholesalers, those other wholesalers, <laughs> probably way more, to be honest. Bro, Jerry's a freaking baller. He yeah, has. He's got Flipster going. He's got coaching Flipster, his fl- actual flips, wholesaling. He's got. He's got the high end flips, like, bro. Most of those, most of those other wholesalers are driving the Lambos with the, with the turtlenecks. Bro, that's all fake, dude. Because when I mean, those dudes, yeah, I don't. 
they just rented that. They rented that Lambo to make a quick video, and they got to return it. And uh, they got it from Turo. <laughs> but Jerry, I saw Jerry like a, a week ago or two weeks ago. Dude's wearing just a normal shirt and some khakis. You would just seem like average Joe. Dude's a multimillionaire. He's a baller. Yeah, it's crazy. No respect. Shout cool. out to Jerry. All right, Martin. Invest Drive Nation, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been fun. Hopefully we <coughs> gave you some valuable insights and, uh, and, and we'll continue pl- to try to do so. Yeah, and please comment. You know, if you guys think, is there anything you'd like us to go over? If you think our content is good, if you don't think it's good, we I'll take negative feedback. I'll take good feedback. I'll take whatever because I want to engage. I want to talk with you guys. Yeah. Um, and I'm not. we're not just trying to push coaching on you or just like – Hey, you know, we're just trying to make money off everybody. No, like we're trying to help. We just want to help. Yeah, we really want to help because we're going through it. We know you need help. In this We've business. been through We've it. We've been through it. And if you don't need, you know. You don't need help, come tell us. Yeah, so if you, you don't need help. About it. Yeah, if you don't need help, you freaking figure out how to get millions of leads for really cheap, hit us up. All right, everybody. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys.